once you get that experience and you realize that it doesn't kill you, that's where the confidence comes from. That's where you start saying, no matter what happens here, I believe in myself to overcome the worst possible scenario. I know I can follow through on this because I've got the tools and the guidance and the experience to make sure that I get it right. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. Today, I have such a special guest, some of the magic bullet behind my business, who you have probably not heard of until now. And that is the illustrious Josh Thomas. Josh Thomas is one of my best secret weapons, I would call him. He is my business coach, and he has helped me make incredible strides in my business. We met five years ago when I was on his podcast and have kept in touch since. And then at a certain point, it was like, Josh, I need your help. You need to come in here. And things have been going gangbusters since I started working with him a while ago. And I wanted to bring him on the show because we are aligned in so many no BS ways. And yet Josh has this way of cutting through the crap that I I can't even do. And you know me, I cut through the BS better than most. So without further ado, welcome, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I am honored to be called illustrious. I, I That's appreciate what I think that. of when I look at you. I think illustrious. illustrious. I, <laughs> what is that? I don't know exactly what that is, but it sounds it sounds awesome. I want to like be shiny. illustrious. I it's think kind you're of shiny. shiny. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. That's I what appreciate I appreciate it. Excellent. Yeah. You know, you you really do embody the no BS attitude in all possible ways. If I am speaking and I'm saying something and some part of the sentence that I am is coming out of my mouth is BS, you'll just cut me off and be like, nope, that's BS. I don't need to hear the rest of it. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about you. You're just like, nope, I don't, I don't have time or space for any of that to pile up. Let's keep going. Yeah. I think it's just New York BS versus uh, Texas BS. I think that's just the, <laughs> the difference. And maybe that's why we get along so much because I'm Married to a Texan myself. Oh, there um, you go. So, Josh, let's just take us back a little bit. I'd love to just, if you would share kind of your background. How do you know so much? <laughs> can you can you tell me that? How do you know so much? Well, when I was six years old, uh-huh. no. So, here's the interesting thing. You pick up a lot of knowledge out of necessity sometimes. I used to be a high school teacher, and it was 100 years ago, and I, I realized that that I thought that was my calling, but realized quickly that it wasn't. And so I, I walked away from that and I got a, I got a real estate license in July of 2008. And stop, Josh, stop right there. I got my real estate license in January of 2008. Why didn't we understand what was happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think anybody really did at the time unless you were like really involved in, you know, the elite echelons of it. But in July of 2008, you know, for, for those of you that, you know, maybe, you know, 16 years old or something, it's that's when the economy was basically cratering 
and all around us. And nobody could qualify for a loan. Jobs were evaporating at an alarming rate. And I've got this license in my hand where I'm like, hey, who wants to buy a house? And also, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no sales skills. I had no budget. I had no understanding of how to run a business. But I had this license. And the license basically teaches you all of the ways that you can get sued and encourages you strongly not to be a racist. I mean, that's basically what the questions on the test were. Like, do you know how you can get sued? Do you know how to not be a racist? Okay, here's your license. And none of that had anything to do with running the business. And so I'm lost, man. I can't make money. I can't find any clients. Nobody can qualify for a loan. And so what do you do? You turn to the internet and you you open up Google and you type in something stupid like how to make money online. And that really, I didn't get the answer that day, by the way. But it led me to introductions to interesting people who had interesting ideas and who were thinking and operating and acting in ways that I had never thought of before. And why do I know so much? I spent way too much time learning things and not enough time doing them. Ah, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you, you start a business called the Do Zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you yada, yada over the best part, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, but here's the thing that I, that I really learned, Pia, is looking back, I had, I had to go through that process to really understand why we all struggle in some of the same ways. We all struggle with this diving deep into something like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be really good at this. This is an awesome idea. I'm going to research some more. I'm going to think about this. I'm, oh, you know what? I need to get some business cards. That's what I need to do. You know, I think, I think that my website looks better with a sans serif font. Now, I think I'm going to change that. I'm going to spend six hours figuring out how to do coding on my website. And meanwhile, you're not making any money because you're not actually doing anything. You're just thinking about it. You're spending time in motion. And the best way that I can describe that is to steal something from James Clear, who is the author of a book called Atomic Habits. James Clear talks about the concept of motion versus action. And he describes motion as preparation work. I'm getting ready. I'm learning. I'm nesting. I'm organizing my pencils. I'm making sure that my scissors are pointing northeast. I'm doing all of these things and I'm, I'm feeling so productive because I'm in motion, but I'm not getting any results because motion doesn't lead to results. Only action leads to results. And I spent years, years in motion. I got to figure this out. Ah, you know, that's not working very well. I don't want to try this. And I would work for months and it was like this manic depressive cycle of, oh, well, you know, I've been working on this for like a month and then I put it out there and and crickets. Crap. Well, that wasn't it. Well, I got to go back to the drawing board, but now I got to deal with all of this depression. And it was cycle after cycle after cycle. And I'm constantly surrounded by people that are winning and winning all the time. They're winning. And I've got smart people that I'm listening to and they're telling me how to win. And everybody's telling me how to win, but I'm not winning. Why am I not winning, Pia? Because you're in motion, not action. That's exactly right. And so the second that I was able to realize that there's, there's this line between learning and confidence and results and that line is action, that's when I was able to start separating it and understand that why 
why don't people step over that action line? Why do I stay over here in motion? And if you really think about it, Pia, it comes down to our psychological triggers. I like to talk a little bit about the amygdala. I'm no medical expert, but there's a fight or flight mechanism that flips up in your head that tells you, hey, it's constantly scanning the horizon. And it's basically asking, hey, are there any saber-toothed tigers? And then your brain's like, no, there are no saber-toothed tigers. All right, what else can we do to protect ourselves? And then they're looking for the next threat, right? And then you wake up the next day. Are there any saber-toothed tigers? No. Okay, what's that next thing that we can protect from? Constantly trying to make sure that you're protected. And if that imminent threat of death from the saber-toothed tiger, because we haven't had that firmware upgrade to tell us that they're extinct, if the imminent threat of death from the saber-toothed tiger is gone, your brain is thinking, okay, what's the next imminent threat? Discomfort. And that discomfort... I don't know if this is going to work. Mm, I don't really understand how to do that very well. I think I'm going to stay over here. I don't know if I f- pick up my foot and stretch it across that action line. I don't know if there's any ground on the other side. Better not do it. And that's what it really comes down to. And there's no easy solution for this other than realizing that first step that you're going to take outside of your comfort zone and into action it's going to feel weird and it's going to be awkward and you're not really sure what's going to happen next. But the most likely situation is once you take that step, you're going to, your foot's going to land and you're going to be like, Oh, okay. And then you're going to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And that is marching you towards results. But it's that first step that gets most of us. So I think of myself as somebody who jumps off the cliff and throat grows my wings on the way down, taking action. But man, you keep pushing me off the cliff. I'm like, I'm a get, I'm, I'm about to jump, Josh. <laughs> and you're just shoving me off of it. And I'm, as I listen to you talk, I'm realizing, oh, that's because you're just like, you're almost like, you don't need any motion. Just take action. You're like, let's do it and learn as we go and we'll get there faster. Am I, am mm-hmm. I getting that right? That's right. I believe, I believe in myself to follow through on this. And I believe in myself that no matter what step I take, I'm confident in myself that I can recover from any situation. Well, what are people who don't have that confidence? What are they supposed to do? Well, I mean, are we, you want to, you want to whip out the therapy chair and, and like make it, make it happen here on the podcast? We can do it. So look, here's, Here's the thing. Whenever we're making a decision to enter a relationship, there are, I love checkboxes. It gives me a catharsis to just, I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. So I love checklists. And so if I'm entering a relationship, I need to check off three boxes in order so that I can enter this relationship with confidence. And it's a, it's a trust checklist. The first thing that I have to trust is I have to trust this other person. Okay. If you imagine, if you're listening to this right now, think about the relationship that if you have a significant other or a spouse, or you have a business partner, or you're transacting business with another company or something like that, the first box is, do I trust this person or do I trust this company? If you cannot check that box, nothing else matters. Because if you don't trust this person or the company, it's like... They could be the best fit for you otherwise, but if that doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then if you can check that box off, the next box that you want to check is, 
do I trust their plan or their process? In a personal environment, that is, do I trust the plan that they have set aside for our life together? In a professional environment, do I trust the process that they've laid out to help me get the results I'm looking for? And then if you can check that box off, you really have one left. And this is where most people struggle is because the last checkbox is, do I trust myself to follow through? Do I trust myself to do what needs to be done? And a lot of us are terrified, terrified of having faith in ourselves that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Why does that happen? Who knows? It's something in your childhood. You may be in an abusive relationship where you've been told this over and over and over again that you're not good enough and you're going to fail. It could be any number of things. I'm not going to make any assumptions about who you are or, or what you've been through. But the first step to overcoming that is recognizing that's something that you that's something that somebody told you or it's something you're telling yourself and it's not necessarily true. It's just something that's rattling around in your head. Think about where you are in your life right now. You're okay, probably. If you're sitting here listening to Pia's podcast, you're probably okay. You probably figured some things out. You overcame some adversity and you navigated through some difficult, treacherous situations. And you're sitting right here trying to get better at what you do by listening to this podcast. You're probably all right. Give yourself more credit than you think that you deserve. And that's a good start. But you have to recognize that if I don't believe that I can follow through, if I don't believe in myself, you can't accomplish anything until that box is checked. No relationship you enter, personal or professional, is going to be successful until that box is checked. So what happens when you are running your own business and you don't believe in yourself? How do you check that box? I run into I, a lot of people who believe in certain parts of themselves. I see hmm. it. I see that they, they have belief in certain aspects, but they have insecurities. Let's not... We're making it black or white. You either do or you don't. But it's really, there's gray zones and you can believe in yourself in one part, but not in another. But I do find that a lot of people I work with, they have a fear of of giving something a try and it not working or being not accepted or judged. And that's the piece that I'm constantly coming up against trying to, you know, inspire somebody to say, well, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? So I'm just curious what you think is a good tactic or, or something else. I want to break it down into three fundamental components. And this will start making sense in a moment. Three fundamental components. If you have some insecurities, if you're taking on something that you're not really sure how to do, you're not really sure how to get to the next level, you have some execution issues, you have some confidence issues. It really comes down to three things, and that is tools, guidance, and experience. And here's what it looks like. And we're going to go back to, uh, way back to your childhood, okay? Tools, guidance, experience. When you were learning how to ride a bike, the hardest part about riding a bike is balancing on two wheels. Some people never get there. I've, I have met adults who do not know how to ride a bike because they never got through this process. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay. But if you don't know how to do it, the first thing that you do is you put on training wheels. Those are your tools. I don't know how to ride a bike, so I'm going to put on some tools so that I can go around and make it easier for me to ride a bike. The training wheels are my tools. And when I've outgrown those tools, 
I want to really figure out how to do it for real. I got to take the training wheels off. And that's where I need guidance. That's where I need mom or dad or a responsible adult or older sibling to grab onto the back of that seat and run along the street with me while I'm on two wheels so that I have a chance to kind of figure it out on my own. But I got that guidance. I got that guiding hand behind me just in case. And once I get comfortable with that, I need to put in the reps and get the experience. And I got to scrape my knees a few times knowing that it's just a scraped knee. I can still get up and I can still ride this bike and I can still figure it out because you know what? I'm surrounded with my friends who already know how to ride a bike and they're helping me believe that it's possible. So I'm going to figure it out and I might hurt myself a few times, but it's minor. It's growing pains, tools, guidance, experience. And so what does that look like in a business setting? Well, the tools are the kind of tools of your trade. What are the best practices and the things that you can do to create high quality, consistent lead generation. And how can you deliver products at scale in a way that is fulfilling, meaningful to you and to your customers? Those are your tools. The guidance is, well, that guiding hand. What does that guiding hand look like in a business setting? A coach, a mentor, a peer group, a mastermind, a process that you know works because somebody else has already vetted that process. That's a guide, an accountability partner. And then experience is getting you out of motion and into action. Experience is, okay, well, I've got all of the tools that I need. I've got all of the guidance that I need and we're ready to go. We got to go out there and scrape our knees a few times and figure it out. And that's what's ultimately going to create the results. And that's really the last piece of the puzzle Because once you get that experience and you realize that it doesn't kill you, that's where the confidence comes from. That's where you start saying, no matter what happens here, I believe in myself to overcome the worst possible scenario. I know I can follow through on this because I've got the tools and the guidance and the experience to make sure that I get it right. I, I love how you just broke that down. I mean, that's, that's something you are incredibly good at taking things that I am like talking, talking, talking about and just simplifying them into such a easy to digest idea. And when I see people sometimes at the precipice of taking that next step and then getting scared off and I ask them why it's usually because they think it's not going to work for them. And it's like, yeah, but what if? I'm the person that scrapes my knee and just never stops scraping my knee. Hmm. What would you say to that person? You know, you're so much more understanding and and gentler than I, Josh. I'm like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I'm like, that doesn't happen to anybody. Like, keep getting up. It will work. Like, like life works for you if you keep trying. But I, that's where I stop. (laughs) I don't know what to, I don't know. I, I can't even. Because I'm just, that's how I, you know, head, head first, like whatever, like it will work. And I have to believe that in order to do anything. So I'm curious, what is the Josh response to that? Well, I think whatever you believe you're right. If you believe you can do it, you are correct. If you believe you can't do it, you are correct. You will find a way, your brain and your ego will find a way to make sure that you're telling the truth. Up to and including creating a completely alternative reality around you that doesn't make any sense to anybody else, including yourself, so that you can prove that you are actually right. Ah, that can't be done. 
well, I can point out at least a dozen people that have done it. Now, that doesn't matter. They're not like me. They haven't had the same problems as me. They haven't had the same struggles as me. Well, actually, six of, you know, six of that dozen people had it even worse than you, and they figured it out despite the fact. Yeah, but, you know, man, Josh, just leave me alone, dude. I got to go to the bar. (laughs) You know, and we'll find a way to escape ownership and responsibility at all costs. And and it really comes down to that is you said, hey, of course it's going to work. Like, there is no person in history that tried to ride a bike continuously and kept falling over and scraping their knees. We all kind of know that. We all kind of know that everybody pretty much figures it out with enough time and effort. And that's the thing that I want to draw back to about those checkboxes. If I believe in you and I believe in your process and I believe in me to follow through, then my results are very simply a matter of time and effort. And that's it. I don't need to bring anything else to that equation whatsoever, including skill, resources, support, team, none of that. I don't need any of that. I only need time and effort. If I believe you and I believe in your plan and I believe in me, I put in the time, I put in the effort, the result happens. Always. Boom. Can you guys all write that down and stick it on your bathroom mirror or something? Because that's a really important potentially life-changing thing to just think of each day, which is that you just keep showing up and doing it. You will get the results that you want. It may take one person twice as long as a different person, right? The only thing that's not guaranteed is exactly how long it will take, but you have a lot of control over that. How much effort you put in, how much you believe in yourself, how much energy and, and care you put into your business. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about anything in life, but obviously we're also just talking about business. Hey guys, I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you love this podcast, if you love this episode, I would be grateful if you would share it with a friend who would benefit or better yet on Instagram in your stories and tag me at Pia Loves Your Biz. It really is the best way for others to find out about the show and I thank you in advance for your help. All right, back to the episode. I was sitting in a in a, a mastermind group and and that's one of the things that I really want to press hard is you asked me at the beginning of this episode, how do you know so much? I don't know that I know so much. I know that I surround myself with really smart people that that reform the way my brain operates. And if you can get yourself into the right room, you've solved half of your problems. If you're sitting there by yourself in your office, on a computer and you're cut off from the world trying to figure this out, it's not going to work. And if, and if you're just like, just now you kind of perked up in your, in your chair and you're like, Josh, stop spying on me. You know, I'm talking to you, right? If you're just living in uh, a void, a, a population of one, you're missing out. The world's passing you by because there are so many smart people out there, entrepreneurs, business owners, people in your industry, whatever industry it is that are thriving. And if they're in the right mindset, they're more than happy to share with you, hey, here's what's working with me. You should try this. This worked for me because they know that paying it forward is going to come right back to them. And I forgot where I was originally going with that, but I know that I was leading back to how do you know so much? Oh, okay. So I was sitting in a, in a room and I, and I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of problems and I was bringing them up. We have this in true no BS fashion. 
we have a we have a session that that we host every once in a while called BAP, which is big ass problem. What's your what's your BAP? And so I brought my BAP to the table and I got a bunch of advice. Here's here's what I would do. Here's what I have you tried this and they're just kind of picking it apart and putting it back together. And the the best part of that was that right at the end when the guy that was facilitating the the conversation, he looked at me and he said, "Well, look, it sounds like you know what you need to do. It sounds like you have all of the tools that you need." And it sounds like you have all of the guidance that you need. If we talk again in six months and you're in the same place, you just didn't want it bad enough. And I was like, dang, you're right. Okay. And and that's the thing of all the guidance and, and everything that, that I heard. That's the thing that really stuck out because I didn't want to show up in six months and tell this guy I was in the exact same place. And the only way that I could do that was to get myself in the room full of people that are pushing me. And so your struggles or your challenges have very little to do with your abilities, almost nothing. There's, I mean, if you've ever looked around and saw like one of your neighbors, that's just like the, the dumbest guy that you've ever met. And he's like driving in a BMW all of a sudden, like, or you see some guy on TV or on the news and it's like, that guy's an idiot. How is he, how is he raking in like multi-million dollar businesses? He ain't quit. And he knew the right people. And that's really, that's really all there is to it. Don't quit. Get yourself around the right people. If you do that, your success is a matter of time and effort. They say you're, you'll make the average of the five people you hang out with. I think that rings true for all kinds of things, not just money, but just you'll have uh, a level of ideas that's the average of the kind of ideas people are sharing around you and, and everything else. I know I, I, I'm a little extreme in my, you know, I hear ideas and I'm like, Oh, I love that. Like I, I kind of pounce on it. So every time I hang out with a group of high vibing people, I'm always like overload. I want to do so many things because <laughs> I love all of this, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's also, you know, especially as you grow a business, one idea can completely change the trajectory of what you're doing if you're paying attention. And, you know, I'm in a, a coaching program that I've been in for over a year. I'm just kind of perpetually in this program. At this point, I'm not taking so much of the lessons as much as I just like to be in the community because you just be like one Facebook post in a month can literally make me tens of thousands of dollars because it was like a great idea that I hadn't thought of. And when you start to look at at p- other people like that. Like they're walking around dropping gold left and right. You just got to be there to pick it up and be willing to mm. put it into action to use your word. That's really, that's when the possibilities, at least in my experience, that's when the possibilities have grown exponentially in my world. Oh, wow. There's just so many things I didn't even know I didn't know. And let me continue to hang out with other people who are also sharing those ideas so I can pick some of that gold up and like implement it and just see what happens. Yep. And and I can't I can't claim ownership of this, but a, a variation of that statement that you said about you're the average of the five people that you hang around with. That was Jim Rohn, by the way. And <clears throat> I heard a variation of that that was if you hang around five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five losers, you'll be the sixth. And, and that's really, that's the one that drove it home for me because you really are the average. If you hang around successful people, you will be successful. If you hang around people who are losers, you will be a loser. And that's not an accusation against anybody, but take a look at the five people you're spending the most time around right now. That's your future. 
And if you don't like that future, if you like it, cool, no problem. You know, crack open a PBR and, and watch the show, get some popcorn, it's all good. But if you don't like that future, you need to change who you're hanging around. And you know, I mean, PBR, that's extreme, Josh. I know it's true, <laughs> but that's extreme. The less extreme version of that, because I've, I've seen, I've seen this a lot too. It's like, you might be hanging out in a group of people who are all on the struggle bus. They're all trying, but they're all kind of equally feeding into each other's like, this is hard. Things don't work. I hate on this stuff, right? That's, that can my be. My boss sucks. Yeah. My, I, every, everything. Like there's plenty. People love to just commiserate and complain. And if you are around that, you're going to start to do that too. I mean, I, I have certain people in my life who just love to complain. I, have, I kind of feel, I don't know what to talk to them about because I don't want to complain. And I also don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing great stuff. <laughs> I don't want to talk about what I'm, you know, so it gets kind of awkward. And so on the flip side, just being around other people who are hungry, who are, who are attacking their business and their life with a, a kind of passion, like it will feed your passion and your hunger to be around people like that because it'll just rub off on you. It'll inspire you. So, well, how can, it, how do you get started with that though? And that's, that's one question that, that I would ask. How do you find these groups of people to be around that are, that are moving faster than you, that are, have fresh ideas, that have strategies that have proven to work? You know, if we're sitting here and we're talking to, to people that are in this audience right now and they're like, yeah, Pia, that's awesome. But where do I find that group? I'm so glad you asked, Josh, because <laughs> I actually have a group of high vibe people. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. I have a fucking phenomenal group of energized, committed agency owners who stick around like they come for me because they want to hear what I have to say and they want to learn my strategies and stuff. But they stick around because the group is just so fucking good. It's just so energizing. People get vulnerable. People get they're so encouraging of each other. They share their wins and they share how they did things. And that sparks ideas for other people. I mean, at first I was a little like, I was almost like a little jealous of all the cool things that were happening that weren't me producing it. And then I was like, wait a second, it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted all these people to be creating a, a level of value in a community and connection that I could never, that one person, not just me, you know, like no one person could possibly create. And that's what community is so helpful for. And it's a no BS agency mastery program. But here's the thing, Josh, I've got a lot of people in my world who are not quite ready to join my program. Everybody who's been listening knows, you know, just quickly, like I've got this model, lead product into this intensives model, building this authority machine, you know, I, I want to help people scale up to 30 to $50,000 months, staying a one or two person business. That's my model. I love helping people who are overworked and underpaid in the branding space specifically move into a more profitable, efficient, freedom-filled life. But it's really hard for me to give all, to teach all of those skills and to, and to help someone get fast results when they haven't really gotten off the starting block. And so I put a, you know, it's not arbitrary. Like I put like a $5,000 minimum income requirement on, on, even, you know, chatting with people to possibly who are interested because it, to me, it represents like you can hustle and get paid very little and still make $5,000 a month. Right. But you're going to be, mm -hmm. 
you're going to be in action if you're making $5,000 yeah. a month. And if you're, you aren't able to, to generate $5,000 a month, to me, it means you're probably more in motion than in action. And I, I want to help all of those people get into action because I know that $5,000 a month, if you're not making $5,000 a month, 5,000 is probably like, yeah, I'd love to be making 5,000. But from the other side, it's like, it's really not that hard if you just move into the action space, as opposed to probably feeling like you're in action, because as you said, you're in motion, you're doing a lot of mm -hmm. stuff, you're checking boxes, you're making lists and checking things off every single day. I, I did that too. I spent so many, I spent so long running around the city doing things in the first couple of years of my business, not getting anything done, but feeling very stressed out and busy. That's right. I don't want to break your rhythm there, but I one of no my rhythm. cardinal, <laughs> one of my, <laughs> one of my cardinal rules is I am on a mission to make busy a four letter word. And I want you to remove the word busy from your vocabulary because all it is, is enabling you to not do things. It is enabling you. I want you to replace the word busy with unfocused. And every time that you would say the word busy, replace it with unfocused. You know, man, I wish I could have come to that meeting, but I was too busy. Gosh, I'm sorry I missed their baseball game, Johnny, but I was too busy. You know, I, I really want to put more attention on this relationship, but it's just, I'm so busy. Replace that with unfocused. You know, sorry I didn't meet the, make that meeting, but I was too unfocused. Sorry, Johnny, I missed your baseball game. I was unfocused. I wish I could put more effort into this relationship, but I'm just too unfocused. Because that's the truth. You're not busy. Busy is an enabler. If you go and look up the etymology and the root of the word, it doesn't even mean what we think it means. It actually literally means in the original usage of the word, it means somebody that is involving themselves in the affairs of others. Hmm. Which means basically they're meddlers. They're meddling a busy body, you know, mm. and being busy just means that you're finding other things to do besides the things that you need to be doing. That's literally what it means, right? So the what, best way I can put that into you is a hey, unfocused. And so if you're saying, man, I wish I could do this, but I'm too busy, I challenge you. You're not busy. You're unfocused. And how do you fix that? Well, Pia can talk to you about that. Come over here. I'll slap you across the face and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> sharpen up that. pay attention yeah. <laughs> let's get going I, I you know you told me you said that to me once and, and i never forgot it and i every time i replace that word god i feel awful but i get focused <laughs> that's <laughs> feel, right feel pretty crappy but then i go tighten up pia get get your head in the game and so 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 for the people that are trying to get into action they are trying to get this thing off the ground they're trying to get started. They're not sure where to go. They believe that if they had the right people around them and the right tools and the right guidance, that they could go out there and get that experience that they need. That's not something that your mastery program can necessarily cater to that group because it's a little bit more kind of the next level and pushing it up to the next level. But what about these guys over here that, man, I just want to get started and I want somebody to please just show me paint by numbers, do this, do that, do that, and hold my hand and make sure that I actually do it. How can we help those guys? I've been thinking about this for the last year. I want to help all of those people so much. Anybody who's making like a couple grand a month and is just kind of like coasting by, like you guys, you're just sitting in potential energy. 
and we need to get you into kinetic energy. And listen, I've got, I can be inspirational as hell, but I also feel like I then go to Josh when I need to actually put pen to paper and make it happen sometimes. Like I need Josh to be like, go on, Pia, like make it happen. So Josh, I feel like I'm going to propose marriage to you. Josh, would you, <laughs> would you be willing to come help me help these people? Do you think we could do something that we could create something that would get these thousands of people that I have? Genuinely, thousands of people who are all like, yes, I want to do that, but I'm just in motion here, over here, feeling really busy, not actually getting results. Do you think you could help me help them? I think it's a great idea. It's one of those things that I've always been passionate about. And and you have this crowd of people, and, and I know a little bit about them. I've been kind of digging in on the back end a little bit. You have this huge crowd of people that want to be excellent and they're excellent people, but like me in 2008, are completely lost on what comes next. And they're lacking the tools and they're lacking the guidance so that they can't even start to have that experience. And so what I see when when I hear somebody um, talking on the phone or somebody in your Facebook group and they're talking about, man, I, I, I'm trying to get this thing off the ground. I just don't know what to do next. and I'm lost. I see me and not even like, oh, yeah, I used to be that, but now I'm better. Like, not like your traditional kind of marketing, you know, rags to riches story. I see me because that's something that I struggle with daily. It doesn't go away. You struggle with it, Pia. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever go away. What we do is we find ways to manage it so that we can create results despite. And so I see me whenever I, whenever I see somebody struggling with that and I want to be able to help everybody that I can say, look, you can do this. You have everything that you need. You just have to pick up your foot and take that first step. And if you want me to help you take that first step, I'll help you take that first step. But you're going to take that step. And it has to be, it has to be under your own power and it has to be of your own free will. And when you do that, it liberates you from the motion zone forever because you realize all the results are on the other side. Josh, it's like we need to make like a launch pad for these people to catapult them into action into the na next step so that they have that daily reminder and support to make this stuff happen. Would you agree? I, I think that's a that's a really great way to put it. Let's stick everybody on the launch pad and shoot them off into space. I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we just birthed. An amazing idea. You're on recording. So this is practically a contract. You understand, Josh, that we've just come up with an amazing idea. And now I'm going to hold you to it. Well, I am illustrious. And you just gave me credit for birthing something. So we're just using all <laughs> kinds of words. <laughs> <laughs> Colorful words for our amazing new idea. Seriously, after this recording, stick around and let's talk about this. Because I think this is amazing. And I think, I think you're the ticket to what I need to do this because I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And I just haven't, I haven't felt like I felt like I needed a, a, I needed, I had a missing piece. And part of it is like your clarity and, and direction on that first piece. Because for me, that first piece, I, all I think of is, is hustle. And I have such an amazing process for it too. Like anybody I speak to, I mean, I give this advice away for free all the time. I'm like, Hey, 
you know, go, go talk to clients and sell them the LP and then this and then write one and then upsell them with the brief. Like it's magic, you know? And they're always like, yes, but how? And I'm like, well, okay, there's like a whole process. I got to teach you. I can't just explain that. <laughs> yada, a, yada, yada, yeah, like yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and they buy a $20,000 package. Um, <laughs> Exactly. I, I tend to yada yada over that, much like you do. The yep. most important piece. But I really want to teach people who are doing, who are, are not quite ready for, for the mastery program. I really want to teach them the lead product process because it will change the game. I have put it not just in, at this point, like hundreds of people's businesses in the branding space, but literally thousands of people's businesses in all sorts of spaces. I've seen it over and over again, completely change the way people do business. So yes, you need to go into action and, and do lead generation. But once you do the lead generation, what do you sell them? And how do you turn it not into like another stressful project, but like a high premium priced project where you're actually getting paid well for it? I mean, that's the whole lead product process. And I just really want to teach a lot more people that. Can you help me do that? Yep. I, I think that a, a combination of the tactical guidance and the kind of practical tools of, of overcoming where you are psychologically and, and pushing yourself into that action mode and out of motion mode, I think that combination there will be the deadly combo that turns more of your customers really into the, the ninjas that they truly are. Yes. Yes. Okay, Josh, you heard it here first. We're doing it. No BS Launchpad is coming momentarily because we... we... <laughs> I, I'll make it real. Is this is this a live podcast? No, or is this it... isn't live. Okay. So we have like a so few by weeks. The, by the time it's live, then you're going to be able to go to nobsagencies.com forward slash launchpad. And we're going to make that real because it's not real yet. Okay. But it will be real by the time you hear oh this. Oh my God. This no is BS how you do agencies. action. Ah, this is how you take act. Oh yeah, I'm basically I'm taking a step. I have no <laughs> idea where we're going to land. But by the time you hear this, you can go to nobsagencies.com forward slash launchpad, all one word, and you will have some web page that it is going to tell beautiful. you what to do next. And it it's going to be gorgeous. And it's going to have, there's going to be like a dancing Jesus on there. Oh gosh, or maybe now not. I got to find a dancing no. Jesus. I don't know. Okay, we can make it happen. <laughs> So something's going to we'll, be dancing on this page. There's going to be glitter. It could and, be me. Oh, yeah. please. With glitter. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a video of me dancing. If you want me to, I can send it to you. Okay. We'll put that on there. Okay. Well, now we have to put so, that on there. Okay. You already made the URL. See, this is what it's like when I hang out with Josh. He's like, and it's happening right now. And I'm like, Josh, slow the app down. He's like, no, no, no. Nope. We're doing it. But you know what? Every time you do make me do that, something way better than I thought. <laughs> comes to, to fruition. Yeah. And and that's the thing about when you when you take a step and you don't know where you're going to land, I don't know where it's going to land either. Like this thing that we're talking about right now may end up being and looking completely different than what I have in my head, but it's going to exist. And that's the, that's the difference. That's really the difference because you're going to if you're sitting there and kind of iterating ideas over and over and over and over. That's all cool and everything, but none of that exists. It's just bouncing around in your head. If you go out and take an action on something, even if it's like not fully formed, you can refine it as you go. As Pia mentioned earlier, you know, I jump off of the cliff and I build the wings as I'm falling down. 
you'll figure it out as you go. And so I challenge you after you go to nobsagencies.com forward slash launchpad, which is a real web page that will exist by the time you hear this. By the time you hear this. After you do that, I challenge you to go and take an action that you are not ready to take. Any action whatsoever. It can be personal, professional, whatever. No, don't do like illegal stuff or weird things, okay? But yeah, don't be weird. But no, go and take an action that you are not ready to take and then tell us about it. I want to hear what it is. I want to hear about the no BS action and attitude that you took after hearing this podcast. What'd you do? Let's, do you have a- Oh my a, God, post a, that in our Facebook yeah, group. Post That's it your in challenge. our Facebook group. Tell That's us something challenge. awesome you did because you heard this. Tell us, yeah, tell us something you did that was way outside of your comfort zone that you were just like, you know what? Pia and Josh told me to do something and I blindly followed them and it was excellent. Yes, <laughs> yes. And also, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm saying to you like, oh my God, we're jumping off the cliff. But like, I already have this whole program <laughs> and I've been teaching this for years. So we're not exactly yep. jumping off the cliff. I'm just bringing you to make it even better. You're like, well, that makes it even easier. That makes it even easier. Okay. When you and I get together, we have amazing ideas. I am so excited for this. Oh my gosh. And I can't believe we did it on this recording. Cool. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so, so much. Well, now we got to talk. So stick around. Thank you all for listening. I guess go to nobsagencies.com backslash launchpad and go check out what we apparently made <laughs> in the next week or two. It'll be there. It'll be there and it'll be fucking amazing. It's all, it's all, it's already, already there. there. Oh my God. We just, we you, just willed it into you just gotta, existence. You just got to believe. As long as you believe, it's just a matter of time and effort. <laughs> People are listening to us. They're like on the website and we sound like we're from the future <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. the past. We're talking to you from the future. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Josh. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more no BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs.